2 p.m. Central Time, February the 6th. I'm Leon Davis, and you're listening to Altitude Adjustment, the podcast about people, politics, and professions. I want to thank you very much for joining me this week. So we decided to take a break from some of the heavy stuff, and we're going to just kind of get to give you an opportunity to get to uh, talk about our favorite movies, and you could join in. Uh, We'd love to hear from you, and that's coming up right now. This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Hey, Warren. You know what happens here? <laughs> so I just figured yeah. out um, in in OBS when you change the scenes. So you know, uh, uh, Warren will know he's worked with it. Uh, Leonard won't be. You so so we create. I create all of these scenes. So you saw that that uh, the introduction when I did the introduction, the background of the lion. And then you had the, the two videos running. And then now we're at the, uh, the last scene or the main scene. Well, each one of those scenes mm-hmm. has audio settings. So if I change the microphones, then it automatically changes the microphones per scene. And I didn't know that before. So here I am, I'm changing scenes and I'm noticing that the audio is, you know, muted and things are going crazy. So now I have to, do that real quick so people could hear what's going on. Um, so there's some technical challenges here, but uh, I am fast and I'm good at this stuff. <laughs> so dragging <laughs> now, look out! I, you know, if I I got to, somebody's got to pat me on the back. You know what happened when you start bragging in the chest? Now, That's early, true too. There you go. There you go. <laughs> A virtual pat on the back. Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody appreciates my hard work. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All righty. So uh, this week, we're going to talk about some of our you know, favorite viewing habits. Um, so I'm personally, I don't do much television, you know, series like, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't watch a lot of television because um, they, they usually don't have a lot of content that I like. And plus, I'm, I'm always you know, working on putting the show together and stuff like that, but it's been years and, and I'm, I'm not much of a television person, but I love movies. I'm a big movie person. So for an hour and a half to two hours and sometimes uh, the two and a half hour, what do you think? Let me ask you a question. What do you think of the epic movie where um, the movie runs for two hours and 15 minutes or two hours and 25 minutes? You think that's a good use of your time? Depends on yeah in the movie, I guess. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you if you set that aside for being entertained and you watch the movie to be entertained, you know, uh, if you set aside two or three hours for entertainment and you're watching a good movie that you enjoy, or the, or if it's like you and your family, y'all enjoy, then so be it. You know, uh, like yesterday. I watched a couple movies with my wife and my daughter on cable. Uh, 
that was a side benefit for us. The main reason we got the table was for the kids to be in school, uh, distance learning. And by the way, they both made on a roll this week. So thank you. So, so, you know, we, we, we're watching movies with my wife and my daughter and I got to sit back in a chair. She bought me to rest in, kick my feet up. And it was, it was good. It was a good use of time. I, I dozed off a couple of times, took a couple of naps, and was still watching some movies. So it, it was a good use of time. And my family, we liked going to movies anyway. So pre-pandemic levels, we were going to the theaters mm-hmm. at least three or four times a month to watch movies. That was something we enjoyed doing. So you were saying something, uh, Warren. I, you know, what is your thought on these two and a half, two hour movies? Um, it depends on how exciting the movie is, if it can hold your attention, you know, um, to be honest with you, I can watch, I can watch a two hour movie easier than I can sit up and talk to somebody two hours on the phone or whatever. <laughs> well, of course, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a super phone person either. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm like you, I, you know, after about 15 minutes, I've said everything I want to say on the phone. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. It so on the content, you know. So there are very few. I've seen several, you know, two and a half hour, two hour plus movies, and um, I a couple of them I found I enjoyed, but most of the time, you know, I, I I'm not into a two hour movie. I give me an hour and a half, and maybe it's conditioning because, you know, movies for an hour and a half, ninety minute movies were pretty much the standard for a long time. And, you know, with an hour and a half movie, I can, I've, I've seen them do so much and give me so much entertainment. And then I can move on to another type of entertainment. Two hours kind of ties me up. Um, even though it seems like an additional 30 minutes, it just, it seems to take so much longer. Um, and they're still telling me the same story. And I kind of like to see a couple of, maybe a couple of different movies in that, you know, in a three hour time period. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not big on two hour movies, but like you said, you know, sometimes the content can, can capture me for two hours. Well, I think science has, has shown, uh, what the average person's attention span is going to be. And, and that's why they kind of gear them. They kind of had that 90 minutes in mind and they, that's what they shoot for. But sometimes story just might be too much too big or they just have so much just that they feel they have to say but i think they focus on what they think uh your attention span is going to be pretty much yeah so i don't don't know how to take that comment i don't know if you're attacking my my (laughs) my attention span i meant for i meant that jokingly i I meant that jokingly (laughs) i'm just giving you a hard time Well, it's just about what 30 minutes sometimes because my mind is always all over the place, you know. It's just about what what people's attention spans are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like when I used to do my educational talk to kids when I was still a firefighter. And you have to base it upon what the kids' attention spans are. If you are dealing with a bunch of five or six-year-olds and you're trying to do a one-hour lecture, you're not going to get much, but you had to chop it up in the five and ten-minute section. Mm-hmm. Then you let them 
put hands on it and crawl or do something. Then you five or six more, and you you know you do that. Oh yeah. Uh, older kids, I can I can I can do it longer, but again, it's it's just like the American education system. Women. Okay, so we've kind of gotten away more. from movies. We we've kind of gotten away from movies. Yeah. I want to okay. I want to kind of get back to movies. Um. So so, um, there was a time when I had uh, a favorite movie, and now I kind of have a. Uh, a favorite movie per genre of movie. So mm-hmm. is that, do you find that that's the same for you? Yes. Not really. Like I have, I have a few movies that I like to go to if I want to laugh mm-hmm. or if mm-hmm. I need to laugh, mm-hmm. I pull up certain movies like Smokey and the Bandit. Mm-hmm. That one always get me laugh for the police academy movie that oh. gets me laughing. So, uh, so Leonard, so, so let me say, like, Leonard is my, my natural brother. And, uh, one of the things I love about Leonard is if he, if it pick a movie and Leonard can give you quotes out of that movie, like nobody's business. I mean, so, so even movies that I love that I've seen like eight or nine times, he comes up with quotes that I have, I have completely forgotten about. And I'm like, man, how do you remember that mess? <laughs> so, so he's a, huh? He's got that recorder going. He does. Way. He does. It, when it comes to movies and politics, Leonard's brain is like, like an elephant. It's, it's like a vice. It's like a vault. He just holds that stuff, man, forever. He was talking about stuff about, I'm not going to get into politics, but it's just, he comes up right. with that stuff. I hear you. But as far as I'm just the total opposite. <laughs> I'm lucky <laughs> if I can remember if I liked it or not. <laughs> you know. And that's usually how I how I judge it. I remember if I liked it or not, and then I'll go back and watch it instead of retaining all that other stuff, you know. Exactly. Right. So like yeah. I went and watched uh Lucy uh yesterday, day before yesterday. Um I thought I remembered that I liked the movie and then I went back and I watched it and I realized there was a few scenes in the movie that I liked, but overall the movie wasn't that super great, but it was enjoyable. You know, there were a few scenes that were like really good, mm-hmm. but, uh, cause I, I'm a, I love special effects. Um, I love science fiction. Yeah. Uh, and then as a guy, I like, you know, shit blowing up. I just blow up shit and I'm good. <laughs> they blow shit up in Lucy, man. Huh? <laughs> they blow up in Lucy. Um. So, uh, what did she blow up? I'm trying to think. Well, she she, she did blow up some shit. What? Okay, so so. Uh, so they had the, they sued the, they sold the drugs in her system in her in her belly. And the bag busted, and that's how she started getting her powers. And then um, they had her locked up in this room, and so the guy comes in, and she subdues him, puts a bullet in his head, and then she walks down the hallway and kills five other guys. I mean, so there was there was some you know shoot them up and blow them up shit in there, but a lot of it was like the cerebral shit, and you know, oh, okay. so. 
but so I remembered like <laughs> there were things about the movie that I liked. Um, but, mm -hmm. but when I went back and looked at it, it wasn't, saw. huh? I never saw Lucy. Oh, you didn't see Lucy. Yeah. I didn't watch it. I think so it was enjoyable. That on my list now. <laughs> Did you watch it, Leonard? I have not. Now, Lucy, we talking about like Lucille Ball, Lucy, or some other Lucy? No, there was a um, uh, huh? I, that's what I was thinking originally, but yeah, yeah. well, he got to explain it, and I'm like, that's not Lucille Ball. No, 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 we got a uh, science action, science fiction film. He's talking about what's her? Okay. What's her yeah, science. It was um, Morgan Freeman and oh, okay, what was her name? Ashley good? No. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so it was it was uh, it was enjoyable as a movie, and I think she, you know, she, I think played the part excellently. It was good to I enjoyed her acting, and um, I enjoyed the storyline, and. You know, I'm, I'm a science buff too, so there was that aspect of it that I enjoyed. But there were so many parts of the movie that kind of trailer, huh? Can we play the trailer? Yeah, I think we can play the trailer. Well, that uh, from for um, copyright issues. Oh, oh, that's right. You want to do the uh, disclaimer? We can do the disclaimer, but uh, since I don't have it set up, we'll 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 okay, we'll, we'll pass on it. We'll pass on it this time. Okay. Um. Okay. So, so one of my all-time favorites is um, "I'll Be Back." Terminator. 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 <laughs> the Governator. The Governor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> now, see, Man. I can remember a lot of scenes in that movie. So yeah. that that one that one was. Uh, that one was, I probably have watched that movie nine or 10 times. Well, I mean, just like me with the Smokey and the Bandit series. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was one at one time in Smokey and the Bandit 3, I think. And Jackie, all the stuff is going on. And Jackie Gleason looked at it and said, I'm surrounded by lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and you know when I, I was thinking about that and all the stuff that was going on around it, it's like I understood what he meant. <laughs> I, I understood. So you've had that feeling before. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I've had that feeling before. It's like there's three or four things going around me, and then it's like, man, I, I'm surrounded by crazy folks. I see crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now that that I see crazy people, that's kind of a, a take on uh, what was that movie? Yeah. The um, Bruce Willis movie. The the movie that... Yeah, Jack Nicholson. No, it was Bruce now Willis. The boy goes, I see dead, I see dead people. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew that. I knew what he was trying to yeah say. It was a take on that movie. Uh, for, for me, I see crazy people. Crazy <laughs> yeah, and, and it's a mix of Jack, uh, Jackie Gleason saying. He's surrounded by lunatics and the boy saying I see dead people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah, so so is is the movie uh that I see in just the old shows 
And just even some of the new shows, like, you know, I've taken some time in the last couple of years to see some TV mm-hmm. because I, you know, I had to spend a few stretches in a hospital mm-hmm. and at a nursing home. And there's not a lot to do, but a lot to do, but to sit there and watch TV. Right. And uh, this time in my convalescence, <clears throat> I got hooked on the Chicago PD. Mm-hmm. And I, I watched that and I see the repeat. And I remember one convalescence a few years ago, I got hooked on a show called Seventh Heaven. Hmm. And now that's an old one, isn't it? Yeah, that's an old one. That's an old and one. That was, when that was out, there was a period where I had to spend a week or two in the hospital and a few months after that at home recuperating. Uh, so who was who was the uh, who was the lead in that? I forget his name, but the setting was Jessica Alba was family. in that, wasn't she? Was that the uh, one? Jessica Alba? No, not Alba. Uh, I forgot her name. She's married to Justin Timberlake now. That mm-hmm. actress. She okay. was a daughter in the family, mm-hmm. and the family was the dad was a pastor. Mm-hmm. He loved right. the mom was first lady and. Yeah, they, you know, it was just talking about their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite funniest movies was "I'm Going to Get You Sucked." <laughs> a black exploitation. A <laughs> black exploitation. <laughs> oh, how could you not love that movie? I'm going to get you sucked. That and, was insane. And I remember that was the last time when that was out brand new. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was the last time I went to a theater. And saw every seat taken in the show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they let pe- they let more people in. So there was three rows of people in the front, three rows deep, sitting on the floor, wow. watching that. Wow! Are you yeah! Wow! Yes! That's how that's how funny and popular that movie was. Mm. Uh. So I, you know, I, 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 I like these movies. And now during this pandemic, we got all these different streaming services now mm-hmm. yeah. showing them at our house. Mm-hmm. They showing them at our house. And I didn't realize how many of the streaming services were free. So mm-hmm. I looked up on the Consumer Report website mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and they were showing all these different Free streaming services were free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I am IMDB is one that I watch. I found out I watch. So they've got if streaming got, on IMDB? Yeah, what it is with IMDB, you watch the movie, you gotta have cable and internet. Oh, you yeah. okay. Internet I see what you're saying. And have an Amazon Fire Stick. You can watch the movies for free as long as you take the commercials and the ads. Right, right. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. So, so, so you're saying that uh, you have to have a Fire Stick to watch movies on IMDb, or a Roku. Yeah, or Roku TV, Mm -hmm. which you still have to have. So you can't do it from the site. So they've got a an app on 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 one of the the streaming uh, sticks. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like Hulu, you got Hulu, you got Voodoo, and so now you, got more you TV. can even get the YouTube premium uh, on Amazon now. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at first you couldn't do it because Google 
and Amazon. Oh, competitors and all that good stuff, yeah. Mutual license, but they but mm-hmm. you could do it now. And like I said, I was on Consumer Reports researching this topic. And Consumer Reports got a whole guide of free streaming services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you can get them, how you can get them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, you have to watch the ads that come up. Mm-hmm. Or if you're willing to pay for the premium service, you can get it with no ads. Mm-hmm. Like YouTube is another one. You can get it with no ads. Mm-hmm. So there's, so, so, so we had talked about uh, touch, touching up on how they try to get money out of you. So like right. the streaming services will um, give you some free content and then lock up the other content behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. And right. that, so Peacock.tv mm-hmm. is a new streaming service. and From uh, NBC. Right, from NBC. And so I went out there, I ran across it by just sheer happenstance and doing some research, and I ran across it. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite programs was the old um, Law and Order, the original. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they had Law and Order SVU streaming for free. But the old Law and Order, which was older, Right. You had to pay to get to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm thinking because it's in demand. Right. It's in demand. So, so, but the content is older. It's a, it's a, Mm -hmm. you know, there is more content out there than any million people can watch over a lifetime. Yeah. Okay. And so, it's not, it's not, they're not basing their prices on providing a service for you. They're basing their prices on showing you content that you want. Now, that may sound okay, but for me is, what work are you doing that I'm paying you for? The uh, Law and Order SVU or Law and Order is is a mm-hmm. program that so I did a I did a um, show about uh, copyright law mm-hmm. way back before you guys joined me, right. and the thing about copyright law is that at some point material should go into the public domain. Right. Right. Because, you know, it, the, the, the original creator has recovered or covered the the cost of creating that content. Mm -hmm. But what's happening is, um, the streaming companies are locking away or the content creators are locking away that content so that they can in perpetuity charge you to watch that when they've already been paid for that. So how are they doing Mm -hmm. it? Buying it. And and that's, and so part of it is, is that they, um, give, um, 
So, so you create a piece of content and you copyright the content. Okay. Originally, you were given 15 years before the content went into public domain. So that meant for 15 years, you controlled the content. At the end of 15 years, that content was in public domain and it belonged to society at that point. And so anybody could get to it, et cetera. Well, of course, they made changes to the, to the copyright law. Right. And now copyright is 50 years with a chance to renew for another 50 years. Oh man. Okay. So, so by locking away all of that content, you get to control who gets to show that content. You get and to control collect fees from it. and collect fee and can collect fees from it for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. So your kids collect. So, so you have a situation where you can create a movie and your grandkids can go to college off that movie. Mm-hmm. And the movie never Boy, goes into yeah, and the and the, and it never goes back into the public domain, so that wow. other people can take that content and build upon it. You know, whereas, like, like you and I, you said, hey, let's you know, let's show the trailer and stuff. Well, if that movie was in public domain, then we could go back and take a few clips, right. show those clips, laugh and joke about those clips and have some fun. Mm-hmm. But now if we go back and show a clip, the copyright owner can come and say, Hey, you need to pay me for that. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Because it never goes into the public domain. It never becomes, you know, it, they can pass that copyright on to their kids, to their grandkids, to their great grandkids. <clears throat> and, and one of the, 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 uh, things that I pointed out is as we copyright everything. So, so, um, you can copyright names, you can copyright phrases. You basically can copyright words. You can Mm -hmm. copyright a picture. So at some point, um, we can reach a point where anything you create, you're going to be in violation of somebody's copyright. And so let's say you go out, shoot a movie about migration pattern of flamingos mm-hmm. and somebody owns a copyright of a movie about the migration of flamingos in North America. You could potentially be in violation of their copyright and they can get a piece of your work because we've made, um, because we've granted copyrights in such a way that um, it becomes easier and easier to violate a copyright because somebody can copyright something really simple. And then, um, you get into, 
a potential court case about your copyright. So, um, I think it. I think we've we do a disservice by not, you know, going um, by having copyrights, you know, last so long. So, like, like Disney, um, oh yeah, you know, they pull a movie out of the vault every Christmas or every couple yeah. of years or so, then they. Mm-hmm. They get money off of it, they put it back in the vault. Right. And if you even show a picture of it, they're going to viciously fight you because they know that by by keeping that movie from being streamed uh, regularly, that that they can pull it out at a certain time and charge a premium because mm-hmm. you you know you want your kids to see it and it's only going to be out available for six months or two months. And so they're, mm-hmm. so we're using copyrights, I think in the wrong way. Well, that depends on who owns copyright. <laughs> they think that's a good what? thing. Uh, that keeps the money in their pocket and you know, the public suffers cause uh, they don't get the access to it just they pay well here's what happened with that uh i i I took a class in intellectual property law which included copyrights Mm -hmm. uh service marks trademark and things and what they did they tried to encourage individuals to create things and get paid for them and give them some protection and not let not just let big corporations multi-million dollar multi-billion dollar conglomerates take all the money out of that because there are a lot of talented people with the ability to create these things that don't work for these big country uh, companies and conglomerates to make these movies and get paid for it as well like there's a good documentary on youtube talking about one last deal the making of the movie superfly back in the 70s and when it was made it wasn't made by a major studio the people that created it tried to get one of the big studios to make it and they wouldn't touch it so they got a guy that went and got money and raised money to make this movie. Now they get to market this movie and make money and not just some big multi-million dollar <clears throat> come in and take it over and crush the little guy and say, well, you don't get to make money off of this. This is, this is just for the multi-billion dollar people to make profit. Mm-hmm. And Leon and I had had this discussion before, and I said as long as there's money to be made off of, the original creators should be able to make a dime off of it. Um, as I've gotten older, I can see the thing, but you making this thing forever, forever unavailable to the public. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, but I like the Superfly because they said. The first theater to show that the theater in New York 
the line to get in went around two blocks around from the field mm -hmm. for people to try to get in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and so, like, what I used to do, that's how I started YouTube about seven, eight years ago. I went to look online for to see certain movies that weren't out in the theater. Like, I liked Black Bill Jones as a kid. And I wanted to see that again, so I looked it up. It was on YouTube, and I was able to see it. Now, after a few years, the, I guess the people that own the intellectual property to the movie took it off where I could rent it and see it on YouTube, <laughs> or I could even order a copy to purchase from YouTube, but I couldn't see it in old movie form. I could see clips sometimes, like the dojo scene, for example. Or the railroad car scene with Black Bill Jones but all the Pinkies boys in the in, in, on the railroad car. So you have now you have these streaming services that you can pay for, that you can buy, and some of them offer, like I said, free versions and pay for services. They call them premium, that you pay five dollars a month, twelve dollars a month. And you can see everything they got, or you can see it free with ads, or the free version don't show you as many titles as it did. But you know that's that's how things evolve. And I noticed that on YouTube, I'm starting to see movies again that was on there before, and they took off and made you pay for it. Now they putting it back on. Well, that's like a pandemic. So. I'm a James Bond fan. Mm -hmm. And so, they started putting some of those movies back on okay, without so, charging you for it. So, so I want to, I want to, uh, I don't want to stop you, but, but okay. you brought up a point that I wanted to to make before we got too far away from it. Okay. <clears throat> and the point is, that you made, that um, they have movies on there that you can rent or you can um, watch for free with commercials. And what some what some of the, the streaming companies were doing was, um, so they'll make they'll make that that movie available for you to to watch with commercials, to try to mm -hmm. get you to drum to drum up interest in the paid services, but then they'll take them they may take those movies back, and try to make you pay for them. So. So the, the streaming service, um, so like you, so you, you mentioned YouTube. So, mm -hmm. so YouTube comes up with the streaming service <clears throat> and they're not getting, <clears throat> they're not getting, um, customers, subscribers, subscribers. Yeah. So, so they're going to make some of those movies for free. Mm -hmm. Hulu, Hulu did actually did what I'm going to talk about. So at one point there was a free version of Hulu and then a paid version of Hulu. When their subscriber base reached a certain point, they eliminated the free version. Yeah, I think that's when I got on it. The free version was gone. Right. So, so the whole thing is, um, we're only going to offer you something until we can make everything that we want off of you. 
Mm-hmm. So you can you can you can pay right now. You can pay for um, Hulu. So you buy a Hulu subscription. That's not the end of how they're going to try to get money out of you. Mm-hmm. It never ends. Because the next thing that they're going to try to do is they're going to collaborate with HBO. HBO has its own streaming service. But HBO says, look, <clears throat> I know you got people on there willing to pay you. So here's what I'll do. I'll let I'll sell some of my content so that your Hulu listeners can pay extra to watch some of my HBO stuff. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. It just, yeah. it just gets bigger and bigger. It just gets bigger and bigger. They're, they're... Mm-hmm. So the whole thing behind the streaming services was to cut the ties with the cable companies. Right. Right. Because, you know, you people were saying, hey, you know, I'm buying stuff I don't want. I'm paying for stuff I don't want. Mm-hmm. I've got, I got a, a 695 channels and can't watch any of this shit because it's not what I want. Right. You know, I, there's three channels out of 699 channels or 700 channels. There's three I watch on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, but you won't let me, you won't let me buy just those three and cut my cable bill. So right. now we got this, the, uh, streaming company. <laughs> We're going to give you just enough content to get your money. And then if you want even better content, you need to give us more money. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, everything is designed business wise to get in your pocket. To get in your pocket. They want to get in your pocket. So you you think it think it cable. Now my wife remembers when cable just first became popular in the St. Louis area when people first started to get it. Back in the late seventies, early eighties, there wasn't so many commercials. Mm-hmm. Now that we got cable and I'm watching TV, I try to get me about three or four channels that I flip off in between mm-hmm. about the commercial. See, I don't want to. I had the thing about paying for TV in the first place. But if I'm paying for TV, I don't want to pay to watch commercials. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm supposed to pay people to show me stuff. That's strictly designed to get more money out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. I'm paying for TV. I'm paying for content. I'm not paying for commercials. Um, but that's not you. You want to pay for content, but you are right. paying for commercials. You are paying for commercials because because this is what they're gonna. This is what you're gonna do. That's what they're gonna do. If you want to watch TV, that's what that's what you're forced. That's what you're forced. To do. The whole idea behind the commercials. So when free TV was popular, the whole idea of the commercials is that it paid for content. That's why it was free. Right. It was free to be because the commercials paid for the content to provide you the content. Right. So if you're paying money for for commercial television. And what they're doing is they're collecting money from advertisers and they're collecting money mm-hmm. from you for the yep. exact same content because it's not enough. I remember right. when a commercial break was 
you know, five or six minutes, a commercial breaks now eight or nine or 10 minutes. There's commercials after commercials after commercials. Mm -hmm. And, and, and they even, they even put it in your face that, um, um, a Super Bowl commercial is a million bucks for a 30 second ad for 30 and, and people are going, yeah, this is, this is awesome. But you do know that the company that paid the million bucks is going to get their money back when you walk through the door. Mm-hmm. So when that commercial costs them a million bucks, you're going to give it back to them if you buy their products. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're paying a million bucks. those commercials and the super bowl is considered people are getting to the point that they're watching the super bowl now tv just to see the commercial ads who's doing what who's gonna do what i mean look at bud light and there's spuds mckenzie the little dog walking around okay we're getting getting away from movies (laughs) i mean i don't want to pick up I want us to get back to us something a little lighter. We went off on the, we went off on the um, copyright stuff, and I and I knew we were going to talk about that. Um, but but we can do another whole show on the Super Bowl ads and and all you know. Yeah. I, and um, it's it's so it's enjoyable to to watch movies. It's it's I I don't have a problem with with. Uh, commercial television, um, commercials are, I think, necessary part of our society. That's how we learn about new products. That's how we learn about new businesses. That's how we learn about other things in our society. So commercials are good. And I, I don't like the idea of um, like HBO streaming, nothing but HBO stuff and you pay. Um, I like the, the commercial um um, uh, idea that that we're going to show commercials t- to pay for content. It breaks up the movie. I can live through that. Um, I like uh, watching a movie uninterrupted by commercials. But I'm, yeah. but like we would like to advertise our business. We we have our podcast and we'd like to advertise it. We'd like to, you know for people to to look at hot, to look at commercials so that we can run our commercials. And I, I'm going to run our commercial break real quick um, after this so that we can go back to movies, but, <laughs> but commercials are a good thing. I, I think, you know, it can be if it's not dominated by million dollar spots, million dollar spots, what commercials? we can't, we can't pay a million dollars for a spot. I, I, right. you know, if, yeah, so I want. I seem like a whiny person going. Oh, we can't pay a million dollars for a commercial, so you shouldn't show them. And that's not why I say million dollar commercials are bad. Million dollar commercials are bad because um, a million dollar commercial is going to do the exact same thing. A Thirty dollar commercial is going to do. Promote a product. Promote a product. Yeah, and, and commercials make it possible for us to have TV. 
to show the movies right. that we want to see to show to show these things. So. All right, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a quick break, show our little spots that uh, uh, from people who have uh, been on our show. Oh, uh, next week or not next week, week after next, um, we did get uh, some the young ladies I was telling you about, so-called Oreos. Uh, they've agreed to come on to the okay. show, uh, and I meant to tell you that before the show started, but I, but you know we we got into that political discussion. <laughs> so we'll be right back. I know you care about the environment and maybe you want to learn more about sustainability and climate action. Then join me on the Climate Conscious Podcast where my guests and I discuss the issues of sustainability related to the Caribbean and beyond. Together, we'll explore practical solutions for managing our impact on the planet. Tune in every other Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me on Instagram at The Climate Conscious. to the so-called Oreos podcast. A podcast where Kia, Amari, Rachel, and Janae discuss all the awkwardness, hardship, and hilarity that comes along with society labeling you white on the inside and black on the outside, also known as an Oreo. Trying to mind my business and be black, that's basically about it. Through intimate conversation and candid interviews, we discuss everything from quote-unquote talking white you talk the way which i guess is supposed to be like you talk proper and i usually think black people sound ghetto and uneducated that's yeah, how that's i perceive when you say too. you talk so what, white you, mean you don't speak cubanics traveling while black it opened my eyes to a lot of just the small privileges americans have and then it also opened my eyes to as a person of color how difficult it may be to go to another country. It was just a lot of blatant racism. Dating as a black woman. There's just something about the black woman who just really wants to support and see the black man thrive. And even if I'm not in a relationship with a black man, I'm still like- Gonna root for them. I'm still rooting I'm always for gonna root for them. I'm always. And a whole lot more. I just love being black. So join us every other Tuesday for intellectual, and funny conversations that will make you embrace your inner Oreo. I'm gonna light your shit on fire. That's I'm gonna tell your mama. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> what, 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 what if his, Roberta, yo, son cheated on me. But you know some mama be like, well, that's what men do, so why are you so Exactly. No. Old timey bullshit. That is not, I ain't that's having that's it. not okay. Experience Altitude Adjustment, a weekly podcast about people, politics, and professions. It's built around user interaction, so join the conversation by visiting the Lions Den stl.wixsite.com forward slash home. All righty, very good. So those young ladies, uh, so-called Oreos, are going to join us on the 20th. Uh, make sure that you are here. I think that's going to be a great conversation. So they get to, I'm looking forward to them. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to talk about their their experiences about why they started their podcast. 
I think we've all, you know, dealt with a situation where, you know, we, we either heard somebody say, or had somebody say to us, you know, you sound white. And I, I think that's an interesting dynamic in the black neighborhood or in the black community. And it would be interesting to, to, to talk to, talk to him about that. So anyway, that's coming up. And, and the beauty of, of that commercial <laughs> is that, is that we, it's, it's advertising, you know, the whole idea is to, um, you know, make people aware of people, uh, per, um, products and services. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask, go ahead. No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, okay. So, so give me a favorite, give me a favorite movie. Well, I think you already know my favorite movie. I think we did talk about it before. Probably what? What was it? Blade Runner. Blade Runner. <laughs> original. The original one? Wow. I, you're a big sci-fi guy, huh? Pretty or it's just that one? No, I, there's certain ones, you know, that it had so many different elements that, that, you know, I was interested in. The human connectedness, the, the fact that the guy was actually, uh, attracted to this uh android mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. go yeah i was interested yeah i did i like that one I, again i'm a it's not too often that i find a sci-fi movie that i didn't like <clears throat> so so uh, yeah sci-fi i just love give me give me a favorite movie lynn i like uh the equalizer with mm -hmm. denzel washington mm -hmm. That was good. And just seeing just seeing Denzel play the character of an action hero beating up folk and being protective and as well as what he did with the one young African American boy, showing him to basically uphold himself, have some pride about himself, being the man of his word. So it was it was it was the action as well as him holding the guy up. To be accountable, be a man. Mm -hmm. Now that wasn't in. So in uh, that, that's what I like. That wasn't in. Uh, uh, that was not a part of Equalizer. I think that was Equalizer oh, too. That's no. I think he's talking that was about Equalizer first one. I think he's talking but, about you know, he the guy that well. worked that that he worked with at the hardware store. The one that the the oh, guard oh, that was trying to yeah yeah the guard that, that was, was trying to one. Right. right, 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 right. Okay. And he was a uh, an equalizer too. He was an Uber driver. Yeah. Uber driver. I I like that. And you know he. I like that. He went back to the apartment. Right. Of the, of that the was the best scene the to me. And beat them up. That was a great scene. Well, he he went and he, he was like, so, so the the guy says, "Old man, you picked the wrong door today." He looked at his watch. He said his timer. Yeah, he always looked at his watch and he timed it. He said that timer. It was it was over. It says it says uh so so a lot of times these movies have some great quotes. Just friggin' awesome. Um but yeah, yeah. The equal the equalizer series, I liked the fact that um in his so in his early movies um, he, you know, he played different, you know, characters and stuff uh, it was in his latter movies that he started to become a, an action hero or an action right. player. And, um, the book of right. Eli, um, right. 
Training day. You know, so so yeah, I, I liked, you know, I like that transition for him. And and I think that was the same for Bruce Willis. Um, Bruce Willis yeah. did a lot of different parts, you know, in his earlier, and then he, uh, you know, he then he starts to become an action hero. But at that time, action heroes, those action movies started to become really popular. The big shoot 'em ups, right. you know. So, so I'm a big fan of those. Probably one of one of my yeah. favorites is GI, GI Joe, The Rise of Cobra. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh man! Oh yeah! I'm I'm trying to remember that one. I, I remember seeing it. Oh man! But, you know, I, I'm just not remembering all, all the things. Oh, it just you know because it's got a lot of uh, science fiction. They got these exoskeletons, um, okay. you know, and and they can yeah you know, outrun motorcycles and you know that was just it was just you know, and and the one thing I like about it is the, the soundtrack. So I like to watch that movie and I like to turn it up to the point where the walls are shaking. I mean, just the explosions and the, you know, the sound effects were just incredible, just incredible. I was thinking about what you said, the quotes, and I'm remembering Denzel Washington training day where at one point he goes, and King Kong ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> what, what did I tell you about? Leonard remembers everything. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to a movie, King that, Kong man. ain't got nothing on me. Huh? What'd you say, Warren? Now you make it. No, I'm, I'm trying to remember that line. Oh, how could you? How could you forget that? Not know me. I have I have watched that like four or five times on on YouTube. And I'm thinking of my I'm thinking of going through. You know, my my mind is going through the Smokey and the Bandit movies, and I'm remembering some of the quotes. Man, it, it yeah. was killer, man. It was killer. The, so so one of my favorites um uh movies to to listen to quotes or listen to the song was uh um little shop of horrors yeah yeah the new the new version not the old one the black and white there's a black and white version and then there's one i think like from the 90s and uh levi stubbs i think played the plant yeah, the mean, the mean green mother from outer space. Oh, that song was insane. I'm the mean green mother from outer, outer space, space, and I'm, I'm bad. <laughs> oh, that was just insane. I just that was Bye great. Bye, Seymour. <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> And then there's uh, Steve Martin as the doctor. <laughs> oh, that was insane. Oh, that was insane. That was insane. <laughs> oh. I don't even remember that. You don't remember? Watch... <laughs> you didn't watch the movie? Nah. Oh. Oh, oh man, man. you, you got to go look that up. And yeah, it, it, it's funny. It is, it insane. is totally hilarious. It is. Which one is it? Little it's Shop of Horror. Little Green Shop of Horrors. Okay. Yeah, Little Shop of Horrors. And Levi Stubbs, the lead. He played the, the cat. lead singer okay. of the Four Tops. The Four Tops. Right. He was the voice of the plant. Of the plant. And <laughs> and I forgot the 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 guy's name. Uh, 
who was the lead? Uh, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, right? Rick Moranis. Yeah, that was it. That was awesome, huh? So there was the original one was what 1960, and right. then there was a 1986. And the 1986 is the color one. Yeah, yeah, because there yeah. was a black and white version in the color. Okay. Little yeah, you got it. Hey, hey, you know there is there's a few little videos that I like to watch, pull up on YouTube and watch when I need to laugh. They're not full blown movies, but the uh, Wayans brothers, Ken and Ivory Wayans, created this show called uh in living color in living color oh yeah and he's got and, and they did this one skit where jim carrey uh portrays the ice vanilla ice and okay. he goes right. and if the song goes white white baby <laughs> making of ice ice baby that right. was fun and then tommy davidson pretended to be MC Hammer and he goes uh you can't touch this okay. and then he did it he did another one where he did a skit on Michael Jackson I don't know if I'm black or white <laughs> <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> so speaking of speaking of a skit that was, that was awesome okay was um um from the Chappelle show. Um, and from the who show? The Dave Chappelle show. Okay. And <laughs> um oh, you know, names normally I would remember the name, but like at the uh, uh -huh. um he it was oh what is it? the skit where oh the he normally is a considered a really nice guy and he played uh, uh -huh. and he played a pimp oh what is oh. his name oh you know who i'm talking about right uh, who played I the think pimp? so um dave was playing this pimp. dave Chappelle. no not dave uh oh, okay. not dave Hmm. Well, speaking of Dave Chappelle's show, while you try to get your memory back, I was thinking about this character he played. Dave Chappelle was playing Prince and the singer Prince and hmm. Charlie Murphy, Eddie Murphy's brother, used to be on their regular part of the cast. And he was talking about the one time the group went in, went over to Prince's house to play basketball. And Prince was schooling them. And then afterwards, Prince was cooking them pancakes. He was cooking what? Pancakes. <laughs> Prince was cooking pancakes. And Dave Chappelle would always do too a Rick James impersonation. Which was funny, which was good. And then he did a Samuel Jackson impersonation where he say he gets a scream in the cussing. Wayne Brady. Say, Wayne Brady, okay. Wayne Brady, okay. Wayne Brady did the uh um 
played a pimp on uh Dave Chappelle's show. There was it was uh Oh yeah, yeah. Dave, yeah, you know, it was it was out of it was considered out of, out character, of character for for him, right? Yeah. And that's what made it so unique and so interesting. Right. Because uh, he's this clean cut guy. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. And, and uh Dave Chappelle was riding around with him. And right. by the end of the ride, he was crying. <laughs> when he broke me with the heart that he had Dave Chappelle. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I've seen a lot of uh Wayne Brady videos and that that man is just talented beyond belief. Absolutely. Yeah. He's just talented beyond belief. He can rap, sing. Uh, he can do it. His improv. Yeah, he was on uh, whose line is it anyway? His improv is insane. Yeah. The stuff that that guy comes up with, just off the top yeah. of his head, you know, mm -hmm. just he is. And he is. I, I am glad that I had an opportunity to experience a Wayne Brady in my lifetime. I just, he's just, he's yeah. just awesome. He's just awesome. So, and then that that skit just just cemented him as the one of the premier talents you know in our in our time period all right so it's time for us to wrap up you guys got any last comments hey anybody in for a wayne brady show <laughs> <laughs> get that man a show yes well you know he had he had a show so um so yeah he's he's well, just, you know he's, he's just, got he's, let's make a deal now he's a right yeah, he's yeah, still doing some know. other things too and that you know i don't so anyway all righty we're gonna get out of here i want to thank everybody for okay. joining us i'm glad you guys uh joined us we'll be back next week uh we haven't decided what we're going to talk about next week but uh you know if you have some suggestions about what the things you'd like for us to talk about or shows that we'd like to present uh, please get a hold of us and have a great one all right goodbye yeah. have a good week episode of Altitude Adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including stitcher.com, the iTunes store, and the Google Play Music store to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.